I need you to listen to this for me. Like we're friends, and and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction, and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those websites. Like they'll give somebody like a three piece suit and a pocket watch or something, and you're like, what do you mean? This is his new look. How could that be his new look? You know, someone turns a corner to their cat, and the cat says, "Well, ha!" Like a southern gentleman, and I love that. Hello, and welcome to People You May Know. Today, my guest is Anita. I had so much fun talking to Anita on this episode. I feel like it's awesome the way that we got into some more serious topics and like philosophical ideas and just really ran with the conversation in what I feel is a great way. On this episode, we talk about how we met through a mutual friend and I say that I liked his friend. So I'm just going to give you a little information on what I was like when I was younger. So I was probably 17 or so, and he was very short, like five feet tall. I really don't even know what to tell you. He's incredibly short. And for me, he was just like adorable, but I was going through this I want to say a stage, but it really was years where I was so mean, but I thought it was funny. And so I thought everyone else would think it was funny too. And they really didn't. They really didn't. So to give you an idea of the kind of thing I might do that I thought was funny is like, if I was around someone, generally it was whichever guy I thought was cute or endearing. I would make fun of them relentlessly. So I might be like, no, I think it's really cool how you'll just wear whatever and you don't care what people think. I think it's awesome. Like, no, totally. You're dressed like the toddler of a teenage mother. And I think that is so fucking cool of you. Like, like you don't care that your hair is a mess. And then on top of that, your facial features are like very caveman-ish You have this thick brow ridge that makes you look like you're surprised and confused, but it works for you. You know, it's working for you. So it might be something like that with no hint that I'm joking beyond like who would say these things seriously. So surprise, surprise, no one ever knew I was joking. And even if they did, they still did not like it. So I had some people say, you know, I was a bitch. I wasn't allowed at their house anymore. I had someone tell me I suck at life. And then his friend threw a packet of jelly at my face from across the room. I wish I could remember all the instances where someone was mad at me for being mean, but I just didn't understand. I was like, but I'm so funny. Let me tell you a really good moment when I was playfully mean with someone, okay? This was my first time meeting the girlfriend of my ex's roommate. She made him an ice cream cake for his birthday. She came out to the living room and said, hey, does anyone want ice cream cake? The cake is homemade. And I said, oh my God, that's awesome. Is the ice cream homemade? And she said, no. And I said, then I don't want any. 
And then I laughed after because this is after I'd already learned everyone thinks I'm a bitch. So I'd started giving little hints that, LOL, I'm joking. But she didn't take it that way. It was very awkward, very uncomfortable. But isn't it funny, though? But isn't it funny? I mean, come on. Who's right and who's wrong? So (laughs) I hope you'll enjoy this episode today with Anita as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. Welcome to the show. First, I want to talk about how we met. So in in my memory, it's because we had a mutual friend, Chris, who was like, oh, you guys should be friends because you both talk about podcasts a lot, I think. (laughs) Yeah, like comedy and podcasts. That was, yeah. Okay. I was trying to remember too. I knew it was someone who introduced us. (laughs) I know it's weird because I don't I don't think I've like followed him on any sort of social media for like years yeah (laughs) I don't think anyone else has ever recommended a friend to me or like you know what I mean yeah so and I think that guy Chris I probably met him like once at a party I think he was dating a friend for a minute (laughs) oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I never really, I didn't know him very well either. Like we'd hung out quite a few times because I liked his friend and then my friend like kind of liked him, you know, couldn't decide, you know, those things. <laughs> You're like, is he cool or no? Yeah. So <laughs> I learned pretty quickly about you that you are the type of person who is up for anything. <laughs> so, yeah, probably. I feel this way because I invited you to Zumba, I think, and you went, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And then we went to hot yoga together, didn't we? Possibly. Zumba, I do remember. I think that was the only time I've done, I did Zumba and have done Zumba. <laughs> so I think it would have been after that. <laughs> And then we also went to the gym together once in Turlock. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. These are all like such vague memories though. I'm like, I remember a moment, like I remember us talking in the locker room once and I, you know, but that's it. (laughs) And then Starbucks, of course. Starbucks always. But you know, I I feel like you're down for anything when you will go to like an exercise situation, just because I ask you, you're like, yes, fine. (laughs) So I have a game that is about this sort of thing. So if you had a friend who is very into what I'm going to list and they were like, hey, will you do this with me? Would you do it? <laughs> Skydive. No. No. Okay. Is that just a heights thing? It's a falling thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like a death from falling from a plane yeah the the falling I don't like well and people do die from skydiving I think fairly (laughs) regularly especially like in our area at least it's like oh record number of deaths or whatever like I think it's like fairly often yeah especially in Lodi which that that one is I heard is has like one of the highest death counts and Yes. And I think part of it is because you are like landing over the freeway. 
<laughs> Which, like, why? Yeah. I mean, not only that, but also, like, I have had cars, like, slam on their brakes in front of me as people are coming over the freeway. Oh, my God. Because yeah. they, like, is that because you think they can't tell? Like, is this person too close or are they interested? <laughs> They're I like, oh. Probably both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably both. Yeah, it always freaks me out where I'm like, is that normal? Is this? <laughs> so yeah, okay, I'm with you. No skydiving. So I won't be the friend to invite you. Okay. <laughs> Swimming with sharks. If I knew how to swim, probably. I think it sounds interesting. Okay, you don't know how to swim? No. I don't even, like, I'm so confused by that that, like, Sometimes when people say they can't swim, I'm like, wait, can I swim? Like, I don't feel like I have, I have like a great ability. <laughs> it's just like being able to tread water, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. What is swimming? That's what I, that's what I wonder too, because I, and maybe, maybe it's all in my head because it's like, okay, I've gotten in a pool and I've gotten from like one end to the other by just kind of moving my arms and legs. Yeah. So I think that's swimming, but then I, I do try the tread water, like, you know, when people are just kind of hanging out and like staying in one spot and their heads are above water. I yeah. can't do that. I just think. Oh, interesting. And it's, I think it's, it's a coordination thing, maybe. Yeah. And I could see where that would be hard now because it's like there's so many things as a kid are so easy. And then you get older and you go, how the fuck did I do that? Um, <laughs> like certain video games or swinging on the monkey bars or something. Yeah. You're like, why did I do this? But I remember as a kid when I would get in trouble for being loud or whatever it was at the pool, they would make me tread water for like a minute in front of the lifeguard stand. So that's how I know that I could do that. At least. Like I was forced to learn. It was a punishment. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I definitely think I couldn't really swim. Like when I've seen shows where people do um, like the triathlons mm. and they talk about how like the water's really rough. Cause it's always like in an ocean or something. I'm like, well, okay. I'd probably die if it was like that sort of swimming. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, that's I mean, I'd love to do it. I, you know, my brother, he's fearless and you know, he swims in the ocean and he told me recently he went surfing in Malibu and Apparently, like a wave came and he, whatever they call it, he crashed or whatever. And he went underwater and he says he got pulled back under and he couldn't find his way up. Oh my God, no. I didn't know what to say to him. I think I probably started crying or something. Because it didn't even happen recently. He, he said it was like a while ago. But, but I, that was, I was so sad. <laughs> Yes, that's like terrifying. It's so scary. And he's just, he talked about it very casually, but he's kind of like that. And I'm sure he was very scared at the time. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that that stuff scares me. I mean, I'd love, like, I'd, I'd love to be able to be a strong swimmer, but I don't think it's going to happen at this point. And it is like, for what? Like, I mean, I don't yeah. know. For, cause for me, definitely like the ocean or any like, real body of water anything that's not a man-made pool no, <laughs> no not for me even certain pools if they're too deep I can't do it I I remember as a kid swimming in a pool and just being afraid of a shark in a fucking pool 
in yeah. Stockton. You know what I mean? Like there's not a shark, but it's like, I have too much anxiety to enjoy yeah. like swimming in the open water. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's probably because it's something I can't do. It's like, I want, you know, I, I want to, but I did. Um, and I, I think this probably has something to do with it. Every, okay. So I think I was in, I don't know, third or fourth grade and everyone was swimming and I thought it was just something like you did naturally like oh like this is something humans do like walking and eating well so I jumped into the deep end and I realized that no it doesn't come naturally like it just doesn't happen oh my god so I just started to kind of sink and that probably did something to me is what I get I, I, yeah I would think that changes your your view of swimming what's interesting though is that that's what people often do with babies where they go no it is a natural thing toss them in and they'll figure it out <laughs> yeah I've seen that and I think I think that's what happened to my brothers because my brothers swim like fish but um I would I guess we just didn't have access to a pool when I was that young or something yeah, and I mean, it is true that, like, little, little kids can learn so much, mm-hmm. even though they seem stupid, because they can't even talk, right. idiots, but they're learning so much, but it's probably even, like, once you hit five or six, you probably don't have anywhere near that ability, so. Yeah, and probably <laughs> just don't have the fear of death in them, so. True. You know, they don't know that, as so. Yes. You just kind of flop yeah. around and float to the top at some point. I know. I do like those videos, kind of. Even <laughs> though it is alarming, it's also yeah. like, wow, this baby figured it out. <laughs> I'm not going to do I wouldn't do that to my baby. Like, that feels like a little risky. Because, <laughs> like you said, if they, at that age, they don't have a fear of death. But what if that's what gives it to them? You know what I mean? <laughs> That early? I don't need them to have anxiety just yet. Okay. Ride on, I don't know where this is. I think it's in Las, like, like Las Vegas, but on a really high like roof, they have a roller coaster and it like goes out kind of. Would you ride that if a friend wanted you to? Possibly. I do like roller coasters. So I think I'd probably be down for that. Okay. okay. As long as they go forward and there's not a lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm okay if I'm secure, but I. Oh, like upside down? Like, is that yeah, what you don't yeah, like? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can handle like certain ones. Like there's one at um, California Adventure that goes upside down and you, the, the one giant roller coaster they have, I guess, California Screaming. And you don't even notice because it's just fast and it's smooth. And But I think some of the larger amusement parks that are just big coasters like Six Flags and Great America, they're kind of poorly made and <laughs> nothing is fun. It's all kind of scary and jarring and mm-hmm. just jerky. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, you guys need to get some better engineers on this. You need to get the Disney Imagineers. Yeah. <laughs> That's they make the big bucks. They don't want to make a fun ride. Okay. Repel down a building. I, that is a little bit in the falling part. Um, if it's a very tall building, probably not. I, I would say I, I don't know. I do like 
rock climbing, but it's like, okay, that's, you know, whatever, 20 feet or 30 feet. I have no concept of space really, but other than. It's not an insane height when you're <laughs> <Yeah>. going. <laughs> uh, what is it about falling? And when did you learn this about yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever fallen from a tall height. Maybe I don't know that I don't like it. Maybe <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know. Like the feel, of, the feel of free falling. I think I've experienced in a few roller coasters. I think I did do drop zone and wasn't pleasant. I Maybe it's the anticipation too. Some of the anxiety stuff. You're just kind of like waiting to, you know, it's going to happen, but it doesn't happen for several seconds. <laughs> They really tease it, it seems like, with those rides. Move to another country. Mm, yeah. You ride away, we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. I, I think about it often. And if someone invited me to go live in Japan, yes, I will. Really? So it could, could it be anywhere, pretty much? I mean, probably not anywhere. Well, do you know any Japanese? Like, does it matter if you know the language? Um, no, I don't think so. I feel like I'd get by pretty well or learn it. So you're brave. You are brave. <laughs> <laughs> I get told that often. You're very brave. And I, I don't always know if it's like, you know, there's that, good, is it good or bad? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's good generally if you're not, I think if you're not reckless, if it doesn't cross over to reckless, then being brave is good. You're not evil Knievel over here. Like, Then I might be like, um, okay, you're probably going to be hospitalized soon. <laughs> Would you go to one of those like spiritual retreats where you like stay in a a big tent sweating and you like drink ayahuasca or something. Well, a friend did ask me to do <laughs> Oh, damn. A few months ago. Um, and I am seriously contemplating it. Um, we were planning to go in Peru in September. So I guess that's a yes. I guess that's a yes. The ayahuasca oh, scared me a little though, and, but you know. Have you done any like hallucinogens or anything? Um, no, I did eat mushrooms once, but I didn't. Nothing happened, so I I wasn't sure if they were like real mushrooms or like, you know, they're just like from the grocery so, store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's never fun. Bum drugs, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you are gonna go on one of those yeah. sort of things okay i'm well yeah, we'll see is your main fear just the tea or like would you do it if that wasn't involved would you definitely do it yeah yeah definitely i was i was um gonna do a, like a spiritual meditation yoga retreat earlier in may have you ever done anything like that before no no this would have been my first Aww. Like little getaway spiritual retreat in the country. In another country? Yeah, yeah. In Bali, it was it was in Bali. It was, Hopefully, yeah. someday the world will open back up. I truly don't know at this point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. We'll see. I mean, maybe I just have. I I feel like I have been on 
a very prolonged silent meditation retreat on my own because <laughs> I feel like talking to my cat really doesn't count. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask, no talking to the cat, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you go to an S&M club? No, I, I'd have to be really comfortable with that friend or not really comfortable, but just feel like I'm not going to be a, abandoned in some like torture totally it cannot be the friend that's like i'll be right back and then it's been hours and you're like i don't know where they are (laughs) you don't see them till the next day and they're like did you have fun (laughs) no (laughs) i feel like those sorts of things like any sort of sex related thing i don't it's like I want to watch a documentary about it or if I could be like one of those creeps in a movie that's like watching people in their hotel rooms from the other room. I could do that. I don't want to be involved, but I'm yeah. like curious. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah, I I didn't even realize those things existed and then a few like well, you know, back in my 20s, a friend of mine said they were trying to like find a, it was like New Year's Eve. They were trying to find a club to like kind of party in and everything was like closed or you had to like buy it ahead of time. Well, they found one that was open and they went in and they're saying they didn't realize it was a sex club, but I have a feeling maybe. It was but, but yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it, that was You're like, what was the name of it? And- <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, what were people wearing and like how long did it take you to figure it out and then did you stay <laughs> the whole night yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little fishy <laughs> so another thing that I know about you that you kind of got into like with the yoga retreat is that you are very into like self-improvement type stuff I feel like you're a person who's really open to new experiences and some of those are like just about finding fulfillment or wellness or enlightenment or whatever so tell me about some of your pursuits for happiness or improvement I I guess I do like kind of dabble in the I don't even know what to call it I kind of look into everything I love tarot cards I mean I I um years ago I and now, now I looking back, I feel like this wasn't probably the best use for it, but I kind of learned all the tarot cards and I would do tarot card readings at parties. And I was, it was just fun at the time. It was just like, oh, okay, I'm pretty intuitive about people and I can, you know, I know what the cards mean. And then I can just kind of like, oh, you know, kind of give them a little reading. Yeah, that seems super fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then I just I stopped for a while. And then recently I just started getting into it a little more, I guess, seriously, not seriously, but kind of just for my own, just to check in with what's going on in my life. I don't often trust myself. So I just, I guess I look to site sources. So do you feel like generally comforted by it like do you see ever see something that scares you or do you always feel like you have some amount of control over what happens that's I think that's why I don't put too much stock in it because it's like I can I can definitely it's too easy to spin it to like 
make myself feel good or just to kind of, you know, pick out things that maybe aren't going so well. And then you get a card that tells you that, you know, something about, oh, you know, you're on this path of finding some sort of spiritual awakening or something. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Every card. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. It was just kind of something to do, I think. And, you know, I do the meditation thing pretty often. I just joined a weekly Buddhist discussion group. So I uh, study the teachings of the Buddha or we like read, do a reading and then meditate and then talk about it kind of thing. Oh, very cool. So do you guys have like time set up each week where you get together or is it just whenever you have time to go on the page? Yeah, it's scheduled weekly Tuesday. It's like every Tuesday night. And um, I mean, I only dropped in a, a few weeks ago, I think in uh, June I started um, probably more so for the social aspect of it in all of this. And it was convenient. But yeah, that's been kind of on my spiritual path, I guess. I'm not very spiritual, but I like I like the Buddha. He's got some, some nice things to say. <laughs> so what is that like, um, meditating with other people? Mm, I, I like it. I, um, you know, it's, if you're into kind of uh, energies, like kind of reading the energy of a room. It's real peaceful. It's a, it is kind of, it, it is harder over the, the Zoom thing because um, I feel like I'm someone who just kind of picks up on the room, you know? So if I'm, you know, in uh, like in a yoga class and we do a little bit of sitting meditation in the beginning, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice when everyone there is kind of, you just kind of, feel peacefulness or or if there's people in there who are kind of not at peace you feel that too and it's like oh man you know kind of want to put the peace out there for them a little bit <laughs> oh interesting so what do you consider yourself an empath uh i guess i guess i guess i do i i you know i don't walk into a room and tell people that but yeah, I feel like there are people who do. I I hear a lot of people say that, and it kind of weirds me out a little. But um, <laughs> I guess I I guess I do feel feel people's energies. And... Yeah, I think I mean it's always hard to like label yourself with these certain <laughs> words that you know, like some people are just like rolling their eyes at, or like you said, you've heard other people say it, and you're rolling your eyes at it. Because I, I do also think a lot of people want to be labeled certain things. So I'm sure some of those people that have told you their empaths are like totally full of shit. I will tell you, I am not. Like if I'm around someone who's like devastated, I will eventually like I will feel more what they're feeling and have more of an idea of like how to talk to them, like what they need from me. Mm-hmm. But in a normal situation, that's not something that I just am like made to feel naturally. Um, Cause I used to have a, a client who talked about being an empath and he said that it was like, it's just out of his control. He said, you know, sometimes you walk into a room and you feel these energies and it's like exhausting. And I'm like, oh, I do not have that. So if you have that, you know, that is, I mean, it's unique. It, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is exhausting though. It can't, and it's not, I don't think I, and Honestly, I probably don't, I don't 
I don't think it's, I don't, it's not something I really like seek out, you know, or, you know, I, I just, you know, I can be, just be with people and not really let it, because yeah, I kind of learned how to just let myself, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing because I do kind of shut down and step back from people, but it's, I don't feel like it's as strong as I hear when I hear other people, the way they talk about it. I, I like, I don't feel like, I don't know if they're just kind of saying it to, you know, like they just feel everything all the time. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I pick up on things from people. I don't talk very much, but I am an observer. So I just kind of mm-hmm. see what people are bringing into the room and decide whether I want to engage with them or not. Yes. I was just thinking about that recently I do the same sort of thing where I feel like I really have to know that people are safe to be around before I can talk and I can be, I can come across as so painfully shy if I'm around people who are maybe not very nice or like judgmental of other people. It's like I had this internship, a whole summer internship where everyone who worked there was a monster Mm. they were working with foster kids and they would talk about not only the bio parents not only the foster parents not only the people from other agencies not only the people from their agency but also the foster children like they were (laughs) just like garbage Mm -hmm. and I never talked there really (laughs) like just never at staff meetings I would say as few words as possible I was never comfortable and I got in to trouble for it kind of it because you're graded when you do the internship when it's like Mm -hmm. part of my master's program so every time I would get that graded meeting the bosses um, would say she doesn't talk she won't open up she's not She doesn't ask for help. She doesn't, whatever. And I just didn't feel like I was in a position where I could say it's because you guys are fucking assholes, (laughs) but it really like, it made me realize so much that there are, there is such a thing as like a toxic environment, (laughs) you know, that can be created. Yeah. It was uh, torture. Oh, I'm sorry. But, oh, I, I don't like, I, I totally get it because I think I might be in, in a toxic environment and Oh really? Yeah, so oh no, I know I am, but but yeah, so I know oh, I know that feeling. That's awful. Wait yeah. at your current job? Yeah, yeah. Where is it the same place that you've worked at for quite a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there this whole time. The police department. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Oh really? So did it change recently or has it always been like that? I think it's always been like that, but my positions have changed over the years and um, where I was working more in an office setting, which is fine. You know, you go to work, you file papers and you, you know, do your work. Um, I've gone to work on with, um, with like detectives and, you know, more police officers. Um, And Though I, I see the work they do, um, especially like, you know, detectives and, hom- you know, the homicide detectives, I work with all those different units. I think in general, 
just the whole environment of law enforcement is not really something I'm attuned to. And, you know, I, I, I get told that I'm very quiet and I'm very shy, but uh, I don't think it's really uh, been a hindrance for me or people don't, people do see me differently. Um, but I do have, you know, I do have a good group of friends there that, you know, I can kind of visit with to and engage with but for the most part I haven't really like like I I and I notice this all the time because you know some of you know the people I work with or I just see the closeness between you know a lot of the people and it's like wow like I just I don't I don't have that comfort to just go up and you know kind of oh how was your day how was your weekend I don't know about their families I don't ask about their kids and and um, a lot of the same reason I think you have where, where they, you know, they just talk so poorly about, you know, people that they're, you know, victims making reports on things. And it's not all the time and it's not, ugh, but, you know, I I think they use, I've, I've seen, you know, officers kind of use it as a way to deal with what they have to deal with, where mm. like it's it's a way of kind of pushing out any you know, if they, if they can kind of like make slight jokes about it, you know, certain yeah. things, it's, you know, it's not, not really what I'm into, but, um, I see how they kind of use it to not, uh, I guess, affect them or they think it, you know, they think they can kind of brush things off or joke about things as a way of not dealing with what these things actually do to them. I think it's, it is getting better though. Um, I just joined the wellness committee at work. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I do see that, um, a lot of the, there are a lot of people in the department that want to kind of change that culture. And oh, that's good. So I see those changes. But... I mean, it's at least good to know that you're, feeling that way for a reason. Cause I think sometimes you can feel like, is something wrong with me that I don't want to talk to these people? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that's holding me back from this? Like, how come I don't want to ask about their kids? And often, you know, I just don't give a shit, but <laughs> it's also sometimes a vibe that they're putting off where when you're in a different environment, you go, Oh, it was them. Oh, thank fucking God. Yeah. Cause I do. I, I care. Like, you know, Last night I called my best friend and asked her how she was dealing with the school, the distance learning and how her kids were dealing with it. And it's like, oh, I do care. It's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm not a sociopath. I can care about people, just not these people. <laughs> but I do sometimes also think that people like that need to realize how they're making people feel and how they might be limiting their relationships because of their like personalities. Cause like I have some relatives who are very harsh in their opinions. They're very vocal and argumentative. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if they realize that for me, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just never talk to you for the rest of my life because that's so unenjoyable for me. You know that you push people away that much with your personality. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? 
I wonder about that too. I mean, like I, and, and maybe, maybe I'm just so like, so self-aware. I'm just, I, um, I mean, I don't think it holds me back now. It probably did, you know, when I didn't feel that great about myself, but I think I've just kind of made it a point. It's like, I think because I feel so much of what other people are putting out there, it's like, I don't like, you know, I want people to feel safe around me and to, you know, to, to be able to, you know, but yeah, I do have people in my life like that, where it's like, I just, don't you realize that you don't have to be so, you know, and you don't always have to just be so rude. Like, Mm-hmm. there's no there's no reason for it yeah <laughs> maybe there, i mean maybe there is and it's great if, if you if you are able to speak up for yourself i guess but not not when yeah. not when someone is just kind of trying to tell you what's happening in their life and <laughs> right yeah i do think that's like kind of cool when people can stand up for things or share their opinions even if it might be a little uncomfortable for the person they're talking to but without that extra like awareness and sensitivity that becomes like just terrible. Uh, I think if you're not going out of your way to make people comfortable and being very aware of the tone you're using and the words you're using with people, you probably are unknowingly making people feel shitty often. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that too. And, um, yeah. And I, I feel like it's kind of, I, feel like I've been really lucky that I do have good people in my life and I think mm-hmm. it's probably because I just you know I try to make people feel like at ease why I'm here <laughs> good good and then that also maybe shows that you can maybe set boundaries with people or at least you don't feel like guilt about not talking to people as much who don't make you feel good, you know, cause I think a lot of people have those, those sorts of issues too, where they may be nice, but everyone around them is just taking advantage of them. And mm-hmm. they're like, mm, it's okay. <laughs> There's a thing um, that I think about a lot too, about the way that male traits are often put on this pedestal. And I think people don't even think of them that way. They just think, of them as like normal good person traits that women haven't quite reached yet. Mm-hmm. So it's things like I think often people are aspiring to go, I want to sleep with people and not get attached. <laughs> I want to work as the head of a business and not give a shit if I don't see my family or if I'm making people feel bad or whatever it is. There was someone recently who wrote about being an editor. She said, I'm an editor for a magazine. And when I send back my critiques, I will say, you know, I think this would be better or maybe change this. And she said, it's my job. I'm realizing like I'm softening my language because I'm a woman when I really should be more firm. But to me, I'm like, Soften your fucking language. What's wrong with softening your language? I think that is a gift that women have is that ability to know how to deliver criticism in a way that doesn't make someone feel like shit. Why is that bad? Just because guys don't do that generally. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's funny because I've 
I like have been thinking about that too. And, and I think kind of working in that environment, working with, you know, with males and especially, you know, white males. And I, I would sometimes, it goes either way where I feel like I can be very soft-spoken and I feel like I can deliver things, you know, it, where it doesn't hurt someone's feelings and, you know, especially with my coworkers and, um, you know, the, the people that are really sur like surrounding me, if I have, I definitely can share my opinion. And sometimes I feel like, am I being too soft or like I go in a meeting and I kind of take on those male traits where I, you know, I'm a little forceful and I'm and a little more, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's strange. I, I guess I'm trying to, maybe I'm just finding my voice now, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, but I, you know, I'm glad you said that because it, it's hard to kind of know what to do because we're told so many different things. Like it's, it's, you know, who cares whose feelings you hurt, you know, say what you need to say. And I was like, well, you know, I think people should say what they want to say, but you know, if they kind of want to, if they're trying to, I guess, deliver some type of message or make a point, you know, just kind of, you want people to also hear you. And if you're kind of, if your delivery or your tone is abrasive to someone, then, you know, they're not going to really take in what you're trying to, to share. And I think it's okay to kind of, you know, say what you want to say, but also, you know, if you're, you're not just wanting to shout into the wind if you really do want people to take you seriously it's like okay well how can i i don't know it's no yeah like it's all like a, a delicate balance but i feel like with being able to speak your mind in a way that doesn't alienate people or make people mad at you most likely you know how to do that because of a skill you've built over time. These are choices you've made to word things differently because you're noticing how people respond depending on the way you say it. And it's not just like, oh, I'm too scared to be like loud. It's like, no, that's probably not it. These were probably like, yeah, it's skills that you, you learned. The time when I think you can get somewhere from being forceful is if you find you're really not being heard, you're not being respected, then you want to be able to say, hey, listen, but unless someone forces you, unless someone puts me in a position where I need to be a little more forceful, why would I do that? I'm also like an incredibly gifted manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> why would I waste these skills <laughs> like yelling at you to do something when I could instead guilt you into it and you'll like me at the end. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Just look at your traits as strengths. Really? You know, when someone tries to convince you that something isn't okay or, you know, you need to change in some way, really do consider that. Like, do I even want to be that person? Do I want to be this person that's like, hey, this is what we do? Like, I don't. Right. I, don't. <laughs> okay, I have one last one for what would you do this if a friend asked you? Attend a dog fight. Oh, no. <laughs> I would not, I, I probably wouldn't, if, if a friend 
came to me and I probably wouldn't be their friend after that. It's totally. I go, unless we're going there to shut it down. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. If that's the, if that's the plan, I, I'm in, but man, if, if oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling that one would be a no, um, but it was one of the crazier things I could think of. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I'd be like, yeah, totally. Where's the address? Like, hello, 911 or whoever you call for that. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Animal precinct. I don't know if they have those everywhere. So you have posted some photos of your home on Instagram. <laughs> And you have amazing decorating skills. Your house is so beautiful and homey and colorful. And it just feels intentionally decorated. You know, you weren't like, well, I have this. Like you made choices (laughs) to have this nice house. I'm curious, are you into like interior design? Do you have you read about feng shui or do you just go with like what feels good? I I have read some feng shui and I do try to position at least my bed in the like the the like the be- the best energy flow and um I I I do like spaces that have a good flow of energy um the extent of my study of interior design is um IKEA catalogs Oh okay <laughs> And um, yeah, my my entire apartment is is IKEA. It it is basically an IKEA catalog. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I bet they get some really good people to set up those sorts of displays in in department stores, but like especially IKEA. And I never would have thought of that, but that probably is like when you go, what do interior designers do? You know, often mm-hmm. if you're not decorating a house for a rich person. It's that. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Yeah, It's just always been, I I guess I like the Swedish design. It's minimal, but stylish. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. They have such nice stuff there. Tell me a little bit about feng shui. Well, like it's just basically, I mean, I, the little that I've read about it is just like, you know, you want the like good energy to flow in and the bad energy to flow out and you don't want anything blocking so they say um like a no mirrors in front of doors or um because mm. that just like kind of reflects any good energy coming in um your bed should be positioned um they're different so depending on what you're going for, you can position your bed in different ways. And I'm trying to remember what, what the directions mean. You don't want your bed to face, like you don't want your head facing north and your feet facing south. I think that means death or something. I may have that backwards, but so there's, (laughs) I can't remember. Anita, it means death. <laughs> like, yeah, which I, is it? <laughs> um, I I forget like the the way like enter the the flows of energy or something. But uh, apparently, so if you find you're not sleeping very well, like you're kind of restless, you know, it could be that um, you're just not exp- you're not just 
you're not in kind of line with like a good flow of energy. So um, apparently switching your bed around could help. Uh, right now I have mine facing, my head faces east and my feet face west. So it's like the sun is rising over me as I'm Nice. So, so it's supposed to be, I think that's supposed to be good for kind of waking energy or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that seems good. I can't, I am a person who does not know directions. I don't understand that. I know <laughs> it like New York, East, California, West, and that's it. Yeah. And I think about that too. And I don't know why I know my directions. Um, I, I don't, I don't know when I learned or what. I probably orient myself more so to the freeway, but, but I think that, I think that's what's helping me. But um, apparently I was just learning about, there was a, a tribe in Northern California and probably other, I mean, I'm sure this is probably widespread, but the way they refer to themselves is by like, the way they refer to themselves, like their spatial, like wherever they're at, um, or like their body parts and even like anything they refer to themselves as they refer to it by direction. So, um, you know, if someone's facing, you know, North and they cut their, like they have a cut on their arm and they want to say they have a wound on their, they would say they have a wound on their East arm because you know, that kind of like, and I don't know how in their language it kind of comes out, but like they're, it's, it was interesting. And I, I wish, yeah. I, I wish I remember where I, uh, read that at but it was kind of recent and I thought oh like what an interesting like they didn't I don't know just you know it wasn't their right arm it was their east facing arm but if they were to like turn around then it would be their north facing arm you know that's, that's so interesting that's like so much more work you guys okay <laughs> so much more work than it needs to be that's like when someone's like oh playing pool is it's basically like math and you're like it's also just like hitting a friggin' ball with a stick okay like please yeah. simplify this <laughs> I feel like I kind of get lost in some of those things too or oh gosh I like why do I why do I have to know this thing in it's like most basic form and why do I have to like apply it to everything like no it's just live my life I don't I don't need to learn everything and how things function and just be grateful that they do function the way they do and go on with my life. Yeah. Well, and there are a lot of things that I know, like I'm not quite smart enough to really get this. Like at best I could go, I guess that makes sense. You know, like I'm never going to learn physics and be like, I understand space now or whatever. <laughs> like it's not happening. So what am I even doing? <laughs> no. Why try? No. <laughs> Well, I follow Natasha Legero on Instagram. Do you? Uh, no, not on Instagram. Okay. Her house, you really should check it out. Her house is incredible. You may have seen it on Drunk History. I don't know if you ever watched that show. No. Okay. Because when I first saw, that's when I first saw her house was when she was on Drunk History. And I was like, does she live in a museum? <laughs> what? Like, I really was like, this isn't her house, is it? It's like insanely nice it looks like she lives in like louis the 14th castle or some shit it's like gorgeous and so recently she's posted some other pictures from her house and 
someone was like, oh, it must be nice to be rich or something. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I actually just buy little things from like the hardware store and spray paint them and then like put them places. And, you know, just she's like very particular about the colors she's buying and, and fabrics and things and, and just makes her house look very fancy when it's maybe not necessarily it wasn't built that way, at least. And I, I don't know, it makes me really want to do something like that. If I ever have a house that I'm allowed to do things to. Right. <laughs> and I was wondering, do you have any like dream house ideas? Do you ever go like, God, I hope I live somewhere with two sinks in the bathroom or, you know, a giant tub or a, a kitchen island. Yeah. I would like to live. I, um, besides the walls that encase my apartment, there are no other walls. Because I live in oh, the okay. So, maybe, maybe another room. <laughs> Just one. You're thinking big. You got big plans. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with another room Anita what the yeah. hell do you need that for which is okay so um just before this like um for it's like probably what three years ago I was living in my grandparents home which is an old like one of the first houses built in Merced it, it's like a Victorian mansion so it's got like six bedrooms <laughs> and it's huge and I basically just lived in the living room on the first floor. Like I just put my bed and my little couch and like I set up the first floor and I, so now that I, th I think like, okay, six rooms too many maybe, but you know, two's my, it's some somewhere between two and six. <laughs> two and six. <laughs> That's hilarious. What would you do if you had let's just say four rooms. You have four rooms in your house. What are you doing with these rooms? Mm, um, and the, does that, do those four rooms include the kitchen and the living room? Yeah, like there are, no, they're bedrooms. But, like they're separate. They don't have a set purpose. <laughs> I don't want you to do anything crazy with the bathroom, Anita. That's not... <laughs> Put an exercise bike by the toilet or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> empty rooms <laughs> man I would love to have so I have a lot of books and um so I would love to have a little like reading room one with all my books reading room. and of course you know I do so much yoga and meditation I would definitely have a yoga meditation spot then a bedroom and and that that fourth bedroom just feels frivolous at this point <laughs> An office? Do you have any need for a, a home oh, office? Yeah, probably. I do have. I I do. Yeah, I do have a desk and a monitor. Yeah. Okay. So it's decided you need four rooms. Need four. That's just how it is. All right. At least four now. Now you're thinking maybe six isn't too bad. I may need those extra two. <laughs> you gotta have a guest bedroom. You gotta. Oh yeah, people. You know what? I have no one. Like that. That makes me kind of sad because like. No one has ever come to visit me. Like, no one's been to my apartment to, like, hang out. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't, well, it, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm one, I usually go to people's houses. Oh, okay. I'm usually invited over because, you know, 
my you're up for anything yeah i'm up for anything and people say they have dinner ready and i am there yeah so wait do you live in turlock or merced now turlock okay so you want people over so you can (laughs) i mean i mean you don't have a guest bedroom i don't know what kind of promises you're making i know i know yeah well, I guess that, that wouldn't be so. Like, there's nowhere to, for anyone to even sit. I have a very small couch, and <laughs> someone comes over, you're like, "Yeah, no, I don't have a spot for you." The floor, I guess. But even that, I'd rather you didn't mess with it. <laughs> okay, I like your plans for your rooms. I am curious what your yoga room would look like. Like, how do you envision that? Mm-hmm. Um, no carpet. It's just easier to have a yoga mat on a nice flat surface. I have a little altar with my sage and stuff that I, you know, have little statues, I guess. Stools. <laughs> so are you thinking more, mostly empty room with like the couple of things to just make it like peaceful yeah probably pretty empty maybe maybe a little fountain in the corner with the flowing water Ooh, nice touch yeah paint the room a not quite stark white something a little yeah calming I like that idea I didn't even think of paint color but that's (laughs) obviously so relevant that can change everything what about the library? What do you imagine? Mm, I don't know. I'm just seeing walls with books, bookshelves, brown bookshelves. I like sitting on the floor, so probably a little like nook, a little corner nook with a bunch of pillows, comfy pillows. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that sounds so nice. So you like sitting on the floor? Mm-hmm. What the hell? What is that about? Uh, I, you know what? I have really short legs. I'm like, like short legs, short torso. So my feet never really reach the ground in traditional chairs. So like either they're dangling or I have to sit cross-legged. Okay. That makes sense. That's just like, so every chair is just super uncomfortable. (laughs) I have sciatica also. And so like, I don't like, it's just more, in fact, I'd rather probably even just like lie down on the floor most times so even the pillows most days you're gonna be like get the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) i love your i love your new four bedroom house me too i did want to ask you too since we met because of podcasts do you still listen to podcasts i do i listen to a ton of podcasts but um i kind of i think i've come away from a lot of the comedy ones um they've kind of gone into a little more, um, I guess where my interests are at right now, which is like the meditation and the spiritual. And um, I like storytelling podcasts, uh, but um, there's really only one I listen to now. I saw you posted Esther Perel's. Did I think that was you? I love, Mm -hmm. I love um, that podcast. It's so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It, she is just incredible. Like she blows my mind sometimes. Like <laughs> so 
totally totally blows my mind yeah she'll have these like really pivotal moments and I mean oh gosh it like stops me like if I'm like kind of listening and doing something I just like have to like kind of stop for a second and then kind of see where it goes after that um, I, and I'm trying to think of, I'm, I want to say it was like one of the first ones I heard from her and um, man, some of these breakthroughs that she has with, you know, and it's, you know, it's not like, I don't think they're her regular clients, but like, this is just one, you know. Yes. The only time she's talked to them and I feel like she's changing their lives. <laughs> so good. Oh. Yes. Like, I'm like, how much do they have to edit this if at all like are there moments where she's like uh but even if she is even if she is it's still like how do you so quickly jump to these solutions and it's just what she'll see in people while she, in people where where she'll say like what are you remembering right now like i can see in your face like you're you're picturing something. What are you picturing? It's like, she just notices yeah. these things. That I'm like, how, how are yeah. you noticing that? And, yeah. and, and, and it's, yeah, she, Oh, so good. And she'll also like, I can, I can tell when she's kind of trying to like coax, not, not so much coax them, but it's like, okay, she knows where this is going, but they don't quite know yet. And then, she just it's so effortless it's just so I oh man yeah and I'm like how long has she been doing this because also like she sounds like she's 80 but I saw a picture of her recently and she is not that old she's like 40 or something I was like what the fuck? how do you have that voice <laughs> um but there was one recently too that was really different because I felt like she was a little more irritated by one of the people in the relationship. And it's one where she actually said, like, you know how every once in a while they'll have her say something outside of the session, like commenting on it afterwards. She said something like, I shouldn't have asked that question. You know, that was a mistake. Like, like kind of admitting that she was getting a little frustrated with him and I was listening going, I am really mad at this guy too. Even though his story feels sad, it's hard for me to feel bad for him. I'm finding myself going, just like getting angry instead. Mm -hmm. And I just wondered what that was about this person. Because I know they've said like with certain mental health disorders, sometimes people bring out a common response in people. Mm -hmm. Like they say narcissists make you feel gross after you talk to them. You just feel like, ugh. And that if people have borderline personality disorder, you often feel drained after. But you can also feel very emotional and very connected to them while you're talking to them because they are so sad and bringing out this emotion in you. So I was just curious if his like bringing out that anger response is something he brings out of everyone. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. I I think I have people like that in my life. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, yeah, and and it's it's funny, and it's it's funny because like I call them my friends and I care about them, but kind of those responses, it's like. 
I will come away saying, why am I this person's friend? Like, that doesn't, like, I don't feel, like you said, like, I feel gross after. And the, the gross with the narcissism thing, like, oh, that makes so much, so much sense with some people that I know. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's good to notice those things because like with so many things, you're like, what's wrong with me or why am I, you know, you don't always like, no, there's a reason, but yeah. sometimes there. Now I really am wondering, because now that you said like, you know, people in your life sometimes make you feel this way. I'm like, wait, there are people who like often bring out that anger in me too. Even when I really, I feel great and I never get mad at anybody, <laughs> but this particular person I'm like so mad at anytime they talk, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, so I'm like, I wonder if it's, they have the same sort of thing as this guy. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could be. And, and, oh yeah. I feel like I tell myself all the time with certain people, it's like, like, why, why are you responding this way? Like they are just talking <laughs> and it's not even like they're, you know, fighting or they're just. They're just talking about their life and, and there's nothing really, you know, there, but like, I just, you have those moments where you just get so irritated. With them and say, I don't care. Yes. <laughs> I always think that's interesting. They say like, as a therapist, sometimes if you, you have to talk about the different clients that you see and get feedback. So one of the things I've heard is when you're noticing like, gosh, this person makes me feel drained or they feel so sorry for themselves. It's hard to listen to them or whatever the issue is. Um, I've had like a supervisor say, well, you can imagine everyone else in their life probably feels that way too. And then, you know, maybe responds to them differently because of that. So like, mm -hmm. think about how that might affect them or how you could, you know, discuss that with them. So it's just interesting to think of it in that way of like, it's, yeah, it's probably not just me that feels this way. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why I probably keep some people in my life because I realize that I'm very irritated by this person, but they really mean no harm and they don't have a lot of people like kind of showing them that compassion probably. Right. You go, who else would? Who else, <laughs> who else am I here? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. But then, I mean, it's like, it's weird though, because I often feel like when you put up with those sorts of things and you're like, oh, I was, I responded perfectly and I was so nice and compassionate or whatever, you don't necessarily feel good about it after you're not like yay I did a great job it still is just like ugh. yeah <laughs> I know and sometimes I think they don't feel great about it either like you know where sometimes you think that you're doing this service for someone and then at a certain point you might realize oh they don't notice one way or the other oh yeah yeah like I think with a lot of people who are really rude especially I'll try to be nice, you know, as much as I can, but then I'll notice even if someone responds to them in a rude way, it's almost like they can't process that because they're so used to being rude. They don't even give a shit if you're. Yeah. No, that makes, 
yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Or people who take advantage too. I think that's another common one is people who like ask you for favors or go, can I borrow money? Will you take me to this thing? Or listen to me talk about my relationship issue. And it's just constant that if you say, no, I'm not in the mood, I don't have time. They're not going to hold a grudge. It's not like if you said that to the average person, you're saying it to someone who goes out of their way, like to drain people. That's their whole identity. So they've been told no a million times <laughs> and it doesn't phase them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to feel guilty. No, you don't have to feel no. guilty. And to bring it back to the work thing, there are also people who work that way where you can tell them to do something again and again, and they won't do it. And if you go, Hey, do this thing. I've asked you five times. They might do it and they all, but they also won't be um, scarred by that encounter. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if that happened to me, I would never forget it and it would be devastating. <laughs> <laughs> but for some people they're like, Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. My boss yells at me every day. Right. I never listen. <laughs> Not going to start listening. What am I crazy? <laughs> okay. So the last thing I want to do with you I do not know how this is going to go <laughs> because I don't know. It seems hard in general, but especially over zoom, everything's always a little weirder over zoom or this isn't zoom, but every video chat is zoom to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I want to play a game from comedy bang bang. Since you are the person who introduced me oh, to comedy bang bang. Yes. Oh, no. I think I was listening to other comedy podcasts and you're the person who told me about that one. So I think it'd be fun to play a game from that show. What am I thinking is what I want to play. So that's the one where you count down from three and then you say a word at the same time. And then you try to quickly think about how those words are connected and then count down from three again and come up with another word that might tie those together. Okay. So we I, both, we both say a word. I, yes. And then the goal <laughs> is for us to say the same word, like to keep getting closer and closer. So like, yeah. <laughs> so like if you said clothes and I said feet, then the next thing, ideally we would both say shoes. Okay. <laughs> okay now i have to try not to say clothes feet or shoes. right <laughs> <laughs> okay three two one cake cake and pillow three two one fluffy wait i don't know what, I'm doing. <laughs> what did you say shower wait but we're supposed to like so we're supposed to try to see like do those oh, two things have yes, something like in common, common like something like that okay okay i okay. i just said it your way is way harder <laughs> i can't just come up with a bunch of random words <laughs> okay so we'll start start from the okay. top three two one glass water. did you say glass Wow. Okay. 
three, two, one, drink. drink. That was that was that was too good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we did that one. That was too good. Okay. So we have to do this again because I think we're cheating. I'm convinced. <laughs> okay. Do you have one? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Jacket. Block. What'd you say? Block. Block. Okay. Three, two, one. Green. Toddler. Green. green. Okay. Okay. Green and toddler. Okay. I've got one. I tell you, I've got one. Okay. 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 Three, two, one. Puke. Leprechaun. What? I said puke. Puke. Okay. That's okay. a good one. That's a really good one. I said leprechaun. Yeah. Leprechaun and puke. Okay. Okay. I got one. Three, two, one. St. Patrick's Day. Okay. <laughs> Grass. Grass and St. Patrick's Day. Mm. I see where you went with that one. Okay. I've got one. Okay. Do you have one? I have one. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one. Four leaf, Four leaf clover. <laughs> yes! Yes, 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 yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we rule at this. That was awesome. <laughs> that was perfect. We were totally like going in different directions, but it came together so perfectly. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with us. That was awesome. (laughs) If you need a little D&D in your life, why not listen to Power Warriors? It airs every Sunday on Twitch from 4 to 7 Pacific Standard Time. If you live in another time zone, figure it out. Join me where I play Gary the Dwarf, along with a whole bunch of my friends, many of which were past guests on People You May Know. Greggy, Alex, Joe, and Andrew Bear are a few you may remember. Little Alex, Greggy's son, is also on the Power Warriors podcast, but he'll never be on this podcast because he's only 16 years old. And Cliff is also on the Power Warriors podcast. And he'll never be on this podcast because I hate him. Listen to us solve puzzles, fight crime, do crime, turn into bears, talk about the history of some sort of rock we found, fight bats, and more every week on the Power Warriors podcast, now available on Twitch.